Inspiration. Turn up the motivation. You're on the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Zig Ziggler wants you to be your best. Welcome to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay. Today, we'll hear Zig's thoughts on raising positive children. Let's turn it up and listen to Zig. Private time is so important to kids. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale was the first one to tell this story, and I loved it so much, I want to share this with you. He tells the story of the man who neglected his son to a very large degree. And finally, his son put some pressure on him to take him fishing. Well, the date was set, and the father promptly forgot it. Well, Friday night he came home, and the youngster was all excited because tomorrow was the day his dad was going to take him fishing. The father, however, at the office had made a golfing date for the next morning and had his foursome all put together. But seeing how his son was so excited about that fishing date, he decided the right thing to do would be to take his son fishing. So the next morning they got up and had been gone from home about 20 minutes when it started to rain. And there was an absolute torrential downpour, and by the end of the hour's drive to the lake, the rain was still coming down. And all day long it rained. But the son was so excited about going fishing, the father said, Well, I've got an umbrella. We'll take it out on the boat, and we'll see what happens. They fished for several hours, got soaking wet, did not get even a single bite that day. When they got home that night, the wife asked her husband, well, how'd it go? And he said it was absolutely horrible. Rained all day. We both got soaking wet. Didn't get a single bite. Worst time I've ever had in my life. Total waste. The next morning, the mother showed the father what the son had written in his diary. It said, best day I ever had in my life. I was with my dad by myself all day long. It's amazing sometimes what a little bit of time, what it will mean to our youngsters. We need to make that time because my own observation in life is people who make standard of living their number one priority seldom improve their quality of life. But those who make quality of life their number one priority invariably also improve their standard of living. Something to think about, isn't it? Now, in my judgment, this series is the most important series I've ever done. And I've done a number of recorded series, but I believe that this one is the most important because, as I mentioned earlier, we do live in a negative world and our families are in serious trouble. We are optimistic that it's going to have an impact literally all over our country and in many other places. Now, we're going to talk about love, and for a child, love is spelled T I. M-E. Sheila Murray Bethel, who is a professional speaker and a friend of mine, makes the observation that she has never heard a person in retirement say, boy, oh boy, I wish I had it a do-over. I'd spend more time down at the corporation. I'd get up earlier and I'd stay later and I'd spend more time down at the company. She said she's never heard that. And to tell you the truth, I haven't either. But how many times have I heard parents say, I wish I had? 
And the thing is that those can be extraordinarily sad words or they can be exciting words if we will change I wish I had to next time I'm going to. The next time my son or daughter participates in a school play or a piano recital, the next time they have a soccer game or something of that nature, I am going to take the time to be there. We hear a lot of expression today about the word quality time. In my judgment, the word quality time might well be the greatest cop-out of all time. I've heard so many parents, so many husbands, so many wives say, I don't have much time with my mate, don't have much time with my kids, but it is quality time. I so vividly remember one Sunday evening about 9.30 when my son and I and one of his friends down the street, Sam Wing, were out running. We finished our run and Sam lives down the street and so we dropped Sam off by his house and headed for our house, which was uh, less than a block away. But instead of going directly home, my son pointed me in another direction and said, Dad, let's talk. And we walked around an extended area there. Took us about 15 minutes. I can tell you they were 15 of the most meaningful minutes that he and I have ever spent together. But let me hasten to add that I don't believe that we would have had that 15 minutes of quality time together. And he shared with me as he did something which was on his heart that evening. We would not have had those 15 minutes together had we not gotten up that morning and gone to Sunday school and church together. Had we not been out to lunch together, had we not spent the entire afternoon together as a family and where he and I had had some time together there, and then the stage was perfectly set for that evening. You see, ladies and gentlemen, parents can't say, all right now, we've got 20 minutes, let's make them quality minutes, let's really make them count. It doesn't work that way. You've got to have the relaxed atmosphere, you've got to have the time frame working right, you've got to be available under the right circumstances in order to communicate the important messages of life. One of the things I hear on a regular basis is I'm so busy going from here to there, doing this and that, that I never have a moment for myself. I don't have time to spend the time with my children. Well, one of the examples I always use is this. Do you consider yourself, and I do this in presentations at seminars, do you consider yourself to be honest and at least reasonably intelligent? May I see your hands? Next question. How many of you honest, intelligent people, as a general rule, get about twice as much work done on the day before you go on vacation as you ordinarily do. Everybody laughs and holds up their hand and says, yeah, I do that. Then I say, well, now, if we can figure out why and learn how and repeat it every day without working any longer or any harder, does it make sense that we would be more valuable to our company, to ourselves, and to our family? Does that make sense? And all of them say yes. All right. How many of you on the night before the day before vacation got your laptop out or a sheet of paper and said, now, tomorrow I'm going to do this and this and this and this? How many of you did that? And, of course, every hand uh, goes up. And I said, well, now, let's take a look at what the process is you just follow. You set a goal. Now, the next day, you got so much more done because you had a plan of action. And I kind of laugh and say, how many of you, as a general rule, notice that people with nothing to do want to do it with you? 
And everybody laughed. I said, yeah, that's true. I said, well, now, on the day before vacation, because you've got a game plan and you've got it written out, you move with purpose from one to another. And as a result, you get so much more done that day. Next question. How many of you have ever participated in team athletics? And every hand goes up just about it. Now, say, how many of you have ever gone home and told mom and or dad, you know, you can't believe the game plan the coaches put together for us tomorrow. We're going to kill those suckers. How many of you remember doing that very thing? The hands go up. I say, the reason you were so confident that you were going to win is because you had a game plan. Now, instead of this always talking about, I never have time to do this, that, and the other, take the day before vacation attitude approach. You schedule your time with your family. You schedule your time for recreation. You schedule your personal growth time. And when you put them on the schedule in your own mind, then the chances of you doing them are a hundred times as great. If we don't schedule our time, somebody else takes our time. Now, what's the most important person or persons in your life? Isn't it your boy or your girl or your mate? Aren't they the most important? Well, if you're serious about that and research conclusively proves that the number one cause of a decline in productivity is difficulties at home. So if you can solve difficulties at home by spending a few extra hours each week with your mate and with your children, you'll be more productive on the job as well. So you plan it, you schedule it, and you follow through on it. People are always asking me, how do you get so much done? I schedule everything. I don't waste time. I schedule my exercise time, my study time, my Bible reading time. I schedule my time with my mate. The word schedule keeps coming up because if you don't schedule it, nothing is going to happen. And you start by prioritizing uh, those things. When we prioritize them and schedule them, chances are good they are going to happen. We make promises, and we keep those promises. True story. Man in Birmingham, Alabama, at a seminar. I got him to list the qualities of success. And one of the things I had him saying is, and I'm always prompt and dependable. And he said, when I said that the first time, he said, I I, I laughed out loud because I knew I was never on time for anything. And he said, then I asked myself the question, why? Am I always late? Then he said, I answered my own question. I'm always late because I plan on being late. Then I asked the other question, why do I plan on being late? And he said, the answer was this. I was thoughtless, inconsiderate, egotistical, domineering. What I was saying by being late is your time's not important. You get there and wait on me. I'm not going to get there and wait on you. As a result of that, when he looked himself in the eye, he decided that day, first time he said these things, from here on in, I'm going to be on time for everything. Now, three years earlier, he had made that commitment. He had come up from Montgomery to Birmingham to attend the next seminar, and he said, you covered that thing again. And he said, let me tell you what happened to me. When I wrote out and when I made the claim, I'm always dependable and on time, 
He said, uh, from that day until this, after claiming that, I decided I was going to do exactly that. Now, this was in 1992 in October. The man was in real estate, and he said, in the last three years, my income has gone up over 500%, 300% last year alone. Now, one of the most prolonged real estate depressions we had, if you want to use that word, was 1990, 1991, 1992. His business was up over 500%. But he said, Mr. Ziegler, let me tell you the real benefit You can't believe what it meant to my wife and how much better our relationship is. She knows now when I say I'll be there at 6 o'clock in time for dinner, I'll be there at 6 o'clock. When my son tells me the ball game starts at 6 or 7 or whatever, he knows I'm going to be there on time. My associates at the company know when I say I'll be there to help you with this closing at 5 o'clock, they know I'm going to be right there at 5 o'clock. He said, I've got more friends, better relationship, and far more money because I put my priorities and my honor at stake when I said I'll be there. That's what we need to do in the family. Exactly the same thing. Always. Let your family take that priority because you'll discover when you do, you'll be more effective on the job. And so the family still wins by keeping your commitments to them. Well, if you've been guilty about not spending time with your family, don't despair. There is still time to do so. Schedule a family game night or dinner all together around the table. Until next week, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.